Chris, I know you're really excited to start up the podcast again, but was the man in the ski mask and the windowless van really necessary? What, to kidnap you to come back? Yes. Yes, it was. Chris. Chris. Uh, it's so exciting to be back. Do you happen to know what date it is? Uh, 11... 17? <laughs> it's, it's more of a month. It's more of a feeling in your soul, Chris, because it's been two years since we last did the podcast. Yes. And... It's been three years since we started Dumps That. Really? And now look at you. Like today? Uh, not today. But <laughs> so does that really count? The month. We started in the month. Oh, It's a okay. feeling in your soul, Chris. You can't just specify a single date. Me? Do you remember your anniversary date or do you remember the month? Uh, we don't remember our anniversary at all. That's one of the great things about my wife. She doesn't remember either. See, I don't know why you expect to uh, even remember all this. And don't tell me about like you feel it in your soul. You don't have a soul. Uh, it is. It's very small. It's very shredded, and it's kind of black and like crumpled up in like a corner. Oh, I thought there was just a gaping black hole of nothingness. Which would be Uh probably. But anyways, Chris. So what? yes, uh, exciting three years for Dumpstead. Roughly. I mean, I think our first post was at the beginning of November, and this podcast will come out sometime later. <laughs> I when, haven't quite decided when it's going to get released. Whenever you decide that you're going to edit it and be done with it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yes, we're going to start up the podcast in kind of a limited capacity. Um, I remember in our hiatus, we talked about how we might push and try and do some of the new releases from Watsi, but unfortunately that fell through due to health reasons. But we are back to uh, get this going, at least a, an episode a month. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go if it, if it gets a lot more traction then maybe we'll start doing more episodes if people on our patreon again um dump stat patreon come on now guys if you want to support us um if if we get a lot of traction from that then we'll we'll look at uh doing it a little bit more often yeah well and i can't believe you're being this polite i mean i'm surprised you were like it was chris's fault that we stopped the podcast but uh yeah um i just basically feel like i should say fuck cancer i win or at least for now and yeah so we're back. Uh, we are. We are. Um, I also win because I get to talk for an hour and a half and everyone has to listen to me yammer on. We are talking about Fizzban's Treasury of Dragons. Uh, not quite a Draconomicon, not quite a... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's It's got a little something for everyone. Um, and by that, I mean a little something for players, I guess, kind of. Not <laughs> overly. A couple of pages for players. Uh, though I'm sure Watsi would love it if every single player bought their book. The first chapter. I'll give him the whole first chapter. I wouldn't even go that far. Let me see. Uh, Flipping it open. Mm-hmm. There we go. That sound. That's the sound of us looking yeah. at things. Folio. Uh, that would be Chap okay. Chapter one. Yeah, mostly. Uh, that's sixteen pages. Not even that. Okay. That's eight pages for yeah. chapter one. Well, there's spells on the next one. Oh, that's me. fair. Okay. So there are some things for players. It's not a huge amount. It's largely GM focused, though you didn't really ever get that from the advertising for it. At least from my perspective, I never really felt like it was it was a GM centric book. I felt like it was more of a kind of how they've been doing other source books like Tasha's or Xanathar's. It's a everyone benefits from this book whereas this one just kind of felt more like yeah there were some player options in there but it's like i wouldn't tell my players to go buy this book i would like if they're really interested in a subclass or the new spells or whatever go on like dvd beyond and just buy those two things and then well, save your money everybody loves dragons that's i chris i I've, I've never told this to you before um all throughout my childhood 
I would collect dragon figurines, and I just thought dragons were the coolest. Um, which is why Charizard uh, from Pokemon is the best starter because it's a dragon. I don't. Know I know you're to too old. At. You have no idea even what a Pikachu is. Hey, I got a 12 year old. He knows, and I've had to play the card game with him. So okay, uh, I, I played the par- card game except the way I did it in my youth was I've never used the energy cards, so uh, I didn't actually ever play the card game. <laughs> Those are kind of important. <laughs> so I've heard. even I know that. Uh, but yeah, so back to this. It's a goodness gracious how many pages uh about over 224 pages 224 pages exactly mm-hmm. all about dragons kind of it's trying to be setting neutral well uh but there are sections that are focused on like forgotten realm there's uh dragon lance i mean they, it's a couple of paragraphs and then everything else is the whole wide world of dragons and how you can have them across multiple spectrums across the multiverse and yeah uh, well i mean it's yeah they do a little part so that you say to yourself oh look at us we have uh the dragon land setting and you can tweak it for this and it's a tweak that doesn't make a difference same thing for forgotten realms same thing for ebron yeah it's three to four pages not even or sorry three to four paragraphs Mm -hmm. not even a full page talking about dragons in each world it's very kind of generic kind of setting neutral information which i can appreciate i appreciate that that you can just there are no like this gold dragon always does this you know and then it's like well that doesn't really work for every setting so i i can appreciate why they went that way what i don't quite understand and you can i mean you're old (laughs) you know more things than me what the fuck is the first world they just drop it in here like so it's not in previous edition um and i was trying to do some research into it and it just seems something that they dropped in this and then they dropped it like kind of just name called it in i want to say tasha's i think very very briefly like not explaining any of it um for those who don't have the book and aren't quite sure the first world is spoilers (laughs) uh the first world is basically the first world it is the world that was formed before every other setting was ever created in the multiverse i you could even maybe say it was created even before like the outer planes and inner planes though i'm not entirely sure on their uh timeline there it was kind of we did something or i did something where they talked about it they talked about the first world damn it what was that well pathfinder paizo's uh galarian home setting has instead of like a plane of fairies or a feywild they have what's called a first world, which is basically fairies and fey creatures. And uh, also, I think that's where gnomes are come from. And so like it's they can and- go back. Gnomes can go back. <laughs> well, and also like I was getting confused from that. I was like, wait, are we like crossing streams here? I don't <laughs> think we're crossing streams here. But yeah, so like it's it's there is something that mentions first world. I can't remember what it is. It's fine because I'll remember it like when we're done. And yeah, anyways, let, but it's. It, let's start with the title, Fizzband. Do you know where Fizzband's from? I do. You should. It's Dragonland. Yes. Uh, he's what... an incom. He, he he's an idiot in this. I'm just gonna put that one yeah. out there. No. He... I don't. Why? I don't remember the setting. I don't remember the books that well. I don't remember if he was a doddering buffoon. Books. I don't. Maybe he was. It. It's. I mean, it is a blatant suck up to Dragonlance due to the issues they're having or had. I think they're resolved with the writers from the book I as mean, far as i'm concerned i don't know I'm, I'm not sure if it's a suck up or if it's just hey fizzban uh did uh stuff with dragons he's the avatar of bahamut or is he actually bahamut who knows shoulder shrug 
Yeah, but nobody knows who the hell he is. I mean, honestly, no. I mean, no, I mean, fans of Dragonlance know who he is, and they were, they're the ones who are going to get excited, and then everyone else is just like, oh, pretty name. It's not mm-hmm. like everyone knew who Tasha was when uh, Tasha's Cauldron yeah. of Everything came out. Which goes back to my, I was going to make my original point is, why isn't there big bees? Why isn't there, I mean. Well, this no is, one likes Greyhawk. Well, yeah, I do. I still have the map. <laughs> Um, well, actually, no, Volos is Forgotten Realms, never mind. Yeah. I'm out of ideas. So, I mean, what about... Yeah, but everybody knows who Big B is. Yeah. I mean, he's got a bunch of spells. I yeah, mean, but what does he do? For older players, what about... I mean, Elminster. I mean, Jesus Christ, he uh, is Elminster's everything. an asshole, so. Oh, yeah, he's a giant dick. I mean, all he does is scare little kids when he's doing his... Uh, his ecology of okay so your main gripe apparently with the book is that it using fizzban instead of uh yeah, I, just, I don't know it's just a weird melf <laughs> no it's just a weird name to throw on there I, I think it's obscure i think it was something to you know give the dragon lance setting a little bit of pay them homage because they've had issues with them i don't have an issue with it it's just i found it weird uh i mean they could pay homage even though if they're having issues i don't think it's because they were having issues that they pay homage to them but I mean, Fizban is for those who know the Dragonland setting is a. I, th- I think there's always kind of like some debate whether he's an avatar of Bahamut or if he is Bahamut given kind of physical presence. There isn't a huge difference between those. Um, one might decide that Fizban has a little bit more independence from Bahamut, but um, basically Bahamut is the platinum dragon. He is the god of dragons, which there's a stat block for. Which I really like that there's a stat block for it. Him and uh, Tiamat. Tiamat. Uh, well, I mean, Tiamat's stat block is, a, I think it's the same one from Rise of Tiamat. So it's yeah. just an avatar placeholder kind of thing. I mean, CR 30. So I'm always excited mm-hmm. to see high level stat blocks because there's enough high level stuff. Yeah. Um, well, that, and that jumps us ahead to the end of the book, but yeah. I appreciate the stat blocks. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to it. Um, so anyways, so yeah, the first world, kind of weird. It is the world before all of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, what little information is given to us in this, um, you kind of have to piece together yourself. It's not uh, explained to you very well, and at least from how I was reading it. Maybe I'm, uh, I glazed my eyes over reading a paragraph <laughs> or something. But uh, basically, the first world is what came before everything. Mm-hmm. And when it was destroyed because it's definitely destroyed they talk about it being destroyed but they don't really say how or explain why it was destroyed when it was destroyed that's when all the other settings were created so we had so it would create the forgotten realm create the gray hawk um eberron is also created though it's kind of in a little corner yeah. of the uh <laughs> of space just kind of doing its own thing um it's like if you were using the spell jammer s- system then it's off way like in the middle of nowhere um it's there's Zealand. like hillbilly music playing the closer you get to it like it's it is it's as far away from anything as it can be yeah um and so yeah so that's basically the first world and what's what kind of comes from that is like the dragons were there they were on the first world when the first world was destroyed it created these echoes of the dragons so there might only be like so, so there's a red dragon that exists on every world, mm-hmm. but it is the same red dragon that exists on each world. It's just echoes of the same red dragon, and it's yeah. The, well, I hated that. I'm just I'll I'll put that up there. Where, I, I don't I don't need that in my life. It is a. It's basically what Marvel's doing with their multiverse. It's yes, every universe has a Iron Man. Mm-hmm. 
Are they the same Iron Man? No, but they're very similar. Uh, the only way I know how to uh, appreciate what you're saying is I watched Into the Spider-Verse. Which uh, is great. About a year ago, so I kind of know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, I don't really pay attention to Marvel movies. I have to well, listeners. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be like, what? But that's all right. Um, the Yeah, so First World blows up i assume it's a giant meteor that kills all the dinosaurs and sends and dragons yeah and sends an an image of each dragon to each universe yeah it takes physical form dragon sight whatever yeah and somehow the dragons can somehow know of each other's presence but i mean what happens if a dragon from say the forgotten realms travels via like the spell jammer setting arrives in greyhawk and meets itself is it going to be like no, they just can't touch. <laughs> they can't touch or else that's the end of the universe? Yes, black hole forms and everything goes in it and, and they die. Well, now I know how I'm going to destroy everything that you... Just do it on the other universe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird that way. And it's like, it talks about how they can kind of communicate across the various echoes slash worlds and <sighs> yeah. try and put certain things. I don't... Yeah. Also, like, you can also kill one echo and then, like, the other echoes are fine. And so now, like... If you're trying to wipe out one dragon from the multiverse, you have to go to like every world and like kill the same dragon over and over. Yeah, they should make it where the uh, dragons get more powerful when you kill the other one. What was that Jet Li movie? There was a Jet Li movie that was that. The one of the Jet Li's was going around to all the other uh, universes and killing the other similar one, and he would gain more power. What the hell was that movie? No idea. I've never heard of it. It was a good movie, actually. I, um, I don't really watch any Jet Li movies. They came out before I was born. Oh, God. You're killing me. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah. So, that that's kind of the new lore that's introduced for dragons. I I don't really feel like it serves much of a purpose. Um, like, I understand what they're going for. Like, and, and this kind of goes into the next thing that I kind of have an issue with with this book and you know chris we can go into your list of grievances or pros cons whatever the one just before we go any further that yep. was the jelly movie sorry oh the okay i thought you had a no. grievance <laughs> <laughs> uh sure uh so the the fluff in this book does a lot to reduce establish it now claims that there are only two dragon gods tiamat and bahamut and that every other draconic god uh, finger quotes for those are merely dragons that have found other echoes of themselves and i guess like absorb them into their own form and so they're not technically gods they're just really powerful dragons and yeah, i don't know so 5e just does what it does with everything it just waters the lore down from previous editions even though there wasn't a previous edition it just takes the basic lore and says yeah we'll change it and make it simplified like we do everything in fifth edition yeah i mean but it also kind of comes to the problem of like now there's no longer a dragon pantheon it is two dragons uh you're either with bahamut or you're with tiamat um and then a sith only deals with absolute so now all of the dragons are siths <laughs> um so at least you watch the star wars of course it is okay great only the prequels, though. Uh, you can't top them in terms of quality and uh, story. Yeah, I think a lot of people would argue with that. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of an analogy today of how I felt about the book. And it's, well, my son came down today and he had his shirt on backwards. <laughs> kind of. Unfortunately, this is more of a common thing than I would like it to be. And it's kind of, I mean, that was, I was thinking about the book. I'm like, all right, well, he got a shirt on. Great. Uh, but he it's not right 
You know, it's like he, it's like, okay, he put it on, but he didn't pay any attention. He kind of half-assed it. And now I've got to be like, uh, dude, fix that. It's like the book, the concept, the fact that it's about dragons is great. Yeah, I love dragons. And then they fill half the book with tables and charts that you don't need. In the first three chapters, there's 27 different tables that relate to goals, relationships, flaws, and other bullshit. Yeah, I counted them. Don't go through it. I actually counted them. And it's filler. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, charts can be... I, I know a lot of people that love the charts in Xanathar's, like, this story of you where you roll dice to randomly determine your backstory. I can see where... Uh, lazy. That's <laughs> lazy. Yes, that'll be really loud when it comes through. Sorry. I think I might have disagreed. Like, I don't mind charts. Um, people like charts. Charts are easy. Um, they're, they're, they allow you to kind of come up with more ideas than you might have. They're filler. Well... I think that's just going to be our disagreements. Yeah, it is because you're wrong, but that's okay. I mean, if we want to stick with more flavor stuff in the book is to, uh, before we get into like the mechanics of the book, uh, I'm more than happy to keep talking about. No, I just like everything else in 5e. I just wish there was more lore. I wish, I mean, everything used to be a huge story and you'd read about it and they would just make up random bullshit names with stuff. It's like, you know. Fizzband, blah, 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 did this, did that. And, you know, it was all, it was just, it was crazy amounts. You don't have to do that much. It was a little too much, but. So you're like, like the second edition monstrous manual where it's like every monster gets a full page of just like, here's their ecology. Here's how they live. Here's how they birth more of their species. No, 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 not that so much, but for the major characters, Tiamat, for example, is what? They give how much information on it? There's a ton of stuff they could put. I mean, you could write a whole book on, you know, the clash of the two dragon gods that only exist now, apparently. And they just, they don't. Not a bad thing. I get it. You have to pick and choose what you're going to do. They added a lot of spells, a lot of stat blocks for new creatures. And I'm fine with that. I like all that stuff. But there was an opportunity to, I don't know, replace all those stupid tables that you roll a D8 on to determine what your goals are, what your personality traits are. And do a little more background. You know, is right or wrong? I don't know. According to you, people like tables and charts. Fine. I just like lore. I mean, it's also an easier aspect table than it is to read through like three paragraphs. Mm, um, fair and, enough. And I mean, some people really, I mean, some people really enjoy reading long and getting deep into the minutia. Yeah. And then other people are like, ah, I just want the spark. I'll just wait for the movie to come out. I mean, it's. <sighs> That's the problem with your generation. <laughs> You're lazy. All right, that's our, our first time for the... That's the problem with your generation. Don't worry, there'll be more. <laughs> I can't wait. Actually, the last kind of thing I want to say about the lore is, uh, sadly, they removed metal and steel dragons. From, I don't get from... that. And they added the gem dragons back. Yeah, uh, I mean, metal and steel dragons are just metallic and silver dragons that stylize their scales to look like steel hey, instead man. of like copper. Or... Fashion's an important thing in life. Yeah, I don't know. I like steel dragons. They're kind of neat. Kind of going along with, like, it removed most dragon gods. Like, it's also removing a lot of set dragons that appeared in past Draconomicons. Um, I really liked 4E's Draconomicon. Um, there's actually two of them. One focused on chromatic. The other one was mm -hmm. focused on metallic dragons. Um, and, like, they would introduce, like, gems and yeah. uh, metal dragons and things of that nature. Um, I also like the second edition because it had the rust dragon, which... Didn't they bring that back? I thought that was in... Uh, that's in third edition, yeah. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and, that's right. Well, and spoilers, it appears in our uh, our adventure for uh, the Gangs of Ferrum, um that is on our store. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I like rust dragons. Well, they're 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 like the oh, metamorphosis yeah, right. of yeah. rust monsters, and that's so right. it's like that's right. they spin like a little rusty cocoon, and then they hatch. It's this beautiful kind of. No, oh, I could go into like a whole tirade about how they neutered creatures like that, like the rust dra- rust monster and gelatinous cube, uh, but I won't. No, okay. They just they they want players to live now. I mean, what the hell is that? I, I love the fact that it's roll like you if you don't make your save versus whatever you die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when I kill your character, you're not also nonchalant about it. You can't kill my character. Uh, You've killed one, and that you're was right. that was my own fault. I did stupid shit, <laughs> and then you purposely retired one because of stupid shit you did. Yeah, that was dumb. That was I. I've been apologizing for that for a long time uh well all right so i have one i have one major i had one major issue with the like two major issues with the book and they're kind of minor i mean again i think the book is good i think that it could be better but then again can everything um so the first is i mean this is pretty detailed if you're on page 55 it details it's basically for the dm and it's basically dragon is a monster it tells you how it's the beginning of how to play a dragon if you're a monster. And even though I took notes, I got to go to. Yeah, that's well, a decent artwork for it. Yeah, we'll get into the art in a second. I actually kind of liked it. It got bashed, but uh, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about the artwork. <laughs> so dragon is a monster. The first the first paragraph says for all their vast power, great intellect and range of possible motivations. Dragons are awful, simping, simple creatures at heart. What? Because then it goes on to. On the next page, talk about... I mean, it makes them sound like, oh, they don't really care. They just want to eat, and I think they say eat something else and get treasure. I get it. But then they go Fuck. on, and they're talking about the dragon as a schemer. The dragon is power, you know? They have all these things that contradict what they just said. They're not simple creatures. They want to take over the world. They're doing all sorts of crazy shit. That's not simple. That It just seemed like it was like, what? Why would you call them simple creatures? They are glorious yeah, creatures yeah, that do complicated wacky shit. plans, right. uh, stratagems, and all that type of stuff. I mean, they don't just want to eat. I just, you know, I read that. I'm like, what? That's silly. I mean, and I know it's minor, but it threw me off. And it, you know, I don't know. It, it, that one section for Dragon Adventures, I, that, you know, that just kind of soured that for you. It soured that section for me. It did. You know, I didn't mind the stuff on, you know, the one world. And, you know, I, that's lore. I, I like that bullshit. But that I was just like, why would you say that they are simple? And maybe I'm missing something. But when they say they just want food, secure lair, and treasure, hell no, that's not what they're doing. I mean, yeah, they want power. Yeah, they're manipulating governments. They're you know they're they're trying to topple empires. That that's what they do. They're fucking dragons, man. Yeah, power hungry. Yeah, like me. Soon I'll conquer yeah. the world. Oh, what? You haven't fired me yet. <laughs> we can always go back to flavor at the end of all this because I still have. A few paragraphs left, but uh, <laughs> let's look at uh, some of the mechanics. Um, so for our players who might be interested in, uh, there is some information about creating a gym dragonborn. Um, that's the only new race available yeah. uh, option. And then there's two subclasses uh, for the monk way of the ascendant dragon. Mm-hmm. And then the ranger gets Drake Warden. Well, they both they were UA. We've used yeah, yeah. Before. They're they're part of the unearthed arcana, but mm-hmm. they there are some changes. Uh, notably, the monk got worse, like usual. Uh, the Drake Warden stayed about the same power wise, but the the monk one had some increase in key costs, uh, reduced abilities, that kind of thing. Um, which 
Uh, actually, I have a player that's playing uh, that monk subclass, and I was like, well, we have like a dozen or so sessions left in this campaign. You can keep playing the UA one, because he was kind of sad about uh, uh, what was in the book, and I was just like, that's ah, fine. Well, I mean, that's that's stereotypical of UA. They make them powerful, and they, have, they were like, oh, crap, and they water them down. I mean, it makes sense. That's how you get people interested in playing it. Yeah, and then there's a couple of uh, draconic feats. Uh, mm-hmm. I think like three or four of them. Yep. And then the uh, after that, we then get into spells, magic items, and then horde items and draconics. This is yep. in chapter two. Um, these are the spells are going to be something more that you're that players are going to get, but it's only seven of them. There's only seven new dragon kind of focused spells, so there isn't a whole lot to kind of sink your teeth into. There's a couple of names I don't actually recognize. I don't know if you do, but like Ashardalon, um, Nathiers, yeah. Rolotham, and then Rhyme. Um, mm-hmm. These are kind of new names to me. I think that they're more prevalent dragons, Dragonlance, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. And then there's a couple of pages of magic items, but again, that's kind of more of a GM perspective, just because GMs control what magic items you get. No, that players are into that too, because then they go and whine to the DM that they want this. Uh, there's horde touch things, which is basically um, is actually the horde items. I found very interesting because they are magic items that get stronger the more powerful a horde you kind of take from a dragon or you find the magic item in. And so they have four different uh, qualities: slumbering, stirring, wakened, and ascent. Um, and they go in strength based off of that. So it's one item, but it has four different kind of powers associated with it. And so long as you can find a dragon willing to allow you to soak your magic item in their horde, or you kill the dragon and take their horde from them and soak your magic item in that, then you can get a stronger and stronger item, which would be really cool to like give to someone in your group who's like a dragon hunter and like over the course of the campaign especially if you're doing like level one to 20 like they get a chance to get a more powerful item of course the other people at the table might be plotting to kill them and steal their magic item but you know, that's no that's we're how all friends go. at a table well i mean it's a it's a tweak on and i know you refuse to read the book but it's a tweak on the items in matt mercer's uh world yeah the, very the vestiges thing yep. where where they can unlock yeah i've seen a couple of different uh items like that that kind of grow in power with you i just thought it was neat that they incorporated that with like dragon horde things um of course it seemed a little i don't know if it's specified and i just missed it but like how long does it take for the magic item to soak up the horde magic um, yeah. maybe a long rest maybe you know well, maybe a dozen years well i mean i get it i mean it's one of those things that I like it. I've always thought that magic items should be oh. something you could. I just changed increase. the page. It says one year, so it's not really Holy something an adventurer is going to get to do. Yeah, I take I mean, back everything. Every nice thing. About- well, I mean, it's. I get it. I've always thought that you know, beyond being able to put a when Pathfinder does this, where you get, yeah, you have a sword, you can throw a gem in a slot, a potency crystal, and give it some more power. Um, I've always thought there should be a way in D&D that you could take a magic item and maybe combine it with something else to make it a new item that mm-hmm. has a combination of both powers, a little more powerful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you'd have to have, I mean, you could make a some sort of, I don't know, class or NPC class that could 
you'd have to go. And yeah, it would cost money and they would have to it would take time. But, you know, eventually you'd be like, hey, cool, I got a new item. I hate the fact you just said NBC class. No, you know what I mean. Um, but no, I got you. Um, actually, I just read uh, a paragraph further down and they're encouraging murder hoboing as it specifically states, if you kill a dragon, you can suck the item in the horde for eight hours as the horde magic becomes more volatile to increase your uh, the power of your weapon. Uh, I'm so glad they've finally gotten in touch with what players really are. Yeah, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. The, what about gifts? Draconic gifts? Do you have any, uh, any thoughts on, uh, you know, you can get a draconic familiar. Yeah, I mean, these are cool. Uh, some of them are... Um on the same kind of level as some minor boons that are present in the dungeon master's guide. Um, And then some of them are a little weaker than that. And so they're all kind of cool. And also it it allows the DM to, to award players who are working with the dragon while they might prefer getting a dragon horde. If they do work with the dragon, I mean, they do get some minor gifts, which is, it's interesting. Like one of them is you get a frightful presence, which as a bonus action, you can manifest your frightful presence. uh, They make a, a wisdom save um against your charisma plus proficiency plus eight and then they're frightened <laughs> of you and so you know like it's it's neat it's every creature with 120 feet it's it's a neat little beast but uh yeah well i mean I, they're it uh it makes the barbarian um berserker ability uh which is like an action to frighten a single creature to be like complete crap but yeah i mean that's that's the poor berserker barbarian who gets no love well yeah who plays him uh i have a i have a player is that your other group they're lame yeah yeah my favorite wednesday group yeah i know that's why i always say they're lame i Uh don't know any of the people i'm sure they're really cool let's talk about hordes for a second the dragon horde yeah do i yeah, they give you more information on how to build a horde. Yeah, it's basically a tweaked oh, version a, of the... You could spend an entire hour and still not be done building one of their hordes based off of their yeah. dice rolls. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I mean, you mean tables that you have to roll on? But There's good tables and there's bad tables, Chris. Don't don't come at me with that energy. What? A, I mean, this whole splitting the horde thing? What? That, that's ridiculous. No dragons... Right, first, you're going to have multiple hordes because the dragon has multiple layers. No, I'm sorry. I would maybe five thousand would dragon. May, I just moved to a bigger house. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, oh shit! I've got too much stuff. You move to a bigger yeah, house. You kill some dwarves. You take their underground city. Exactly. You're a fucking dragon. Well, they I, can't stop you. I mean, action economy. You know, not present during these interactions. They can't stop you. I don't. I. I didn't. I did not like that part. I didn't think it was realistic. I think if you're an ancient dragon, yeah, you're taking over a fucking castle. And you've got a massive horde, and you're proud of it. You're not going to have, what do you have to go visit the other half of your horde? No. I mean, you're like, oh, I, I miss I miss half my I horde. think this is more of a social commentary on people who own multiple homes. You know, it's like, what do you have multiple hordes? I mean, homes for. Uh, why do you have a beach horde and a, a city horde? I'm not that rich. <laughs> oh, I, of course wasn't talking about you, Chris. I have one house. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, you know, maybe it's a social commentary on them. Because isn't that really what dragons kind of come down to? Is they're a social commentary on the rich and wealthy. They are the ones who accumulate wealth. And it's up to us to kill them. (laughs) Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what away from you. (laughs) Chris, come here. Check out this new knife I got. Uh, in addition to hordes, there's also horde curse- curses. I like those. Uh, of course you do. Anything that screws over players, which... I'm a player! I, it, it is very strange. Anything that can cause you more strife in your life, you love. 
it's because it's flavor. It shouldn't all be good for us. It's like we're mighty warriors. Yeah, we're mighty warriors, but we should overcome something. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll keep that in mind next time you're complaining. When I'm sure you will. Something cuts off your arm or something. Ow. No, it doesn't have to be me. There's plenty of other people in the party. They can overcome it. I'll help them. Oh, okay. I got, I got you. Okay. <laughs> so long as it hurts someone else, you're fine with it. It can hurt me, but I just want like one of the ones. Who, I have a scar. Oh, no. My beautiful face. Yeah, you've lost a foot that should be interesting uh but yeah so yeah and i mean i just complained a couple of minutes ago seconds ago about the creating the horde thing where it would take you forever to figure out what's in a horde base off of their like random role type things uh they do offer a section of like horde mundane items uh one of the weird ones is a hogshead containing 65 gallons of clean water uh-huh <laughs> i i mean that's cool but the players are going to be like okay and then carry on from there. Or they I'm might be really like, thirsty. can I empty that out and use it as my own cask? Cool. And I now have a hogshead. Like, some people might be really excited about that. Other people are just going to be like... So it's a hogs Like a... What? Uh, it know. acts as a large cask, and it contains 65 gallons of clean drinking water. I'm not so sure if it's been in a hogshead that it is clean drinking water at that point. Uh, yeah, how many idiot players are going to use that as a... They're going to put it on like a mask. Look at me. I'm a giant hog. Uh, there's also a stuffed monstrosity yeah, appropriate to the local terrain. I, I don't know. That feels a little too cutesy to me. There's a couple of things in here where it's just like, that's eh, a little cutesy. Eh, you know, people, it'll. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's for different groups. There are some groups who really love cutesy. Kind of- no, we're not that group. I'm, I'm not that person. Yeah. Um. So I'm moving forward here. I'm yeah, in of the, course. I, I'm skipping reproduction. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but that's my favorite part. Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have goals for dragons at different ages. I find that a little silly, uh, until you get to adult, maybe, and even only ancient dragons. When you're a young dragon, you're like, yes, I want to make it to adulthood. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to die. Um, I want a bigger <laughs> I think horde. that's something we can all agree on. Yeah, I want a bigger horde. Great. You're an adult yeah. dragon. You're like, mm, I want to be old and powerful and a bigger horde. When you get to be an ancient dragon you're like mm, i want to take over the world yeah you really can start diversifying kind of what is your focus at that point yeah so there was that and then then uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be the bad part i think we'll both agree on this then there's death of a dragon i uh, what page are you on? i'm on 40 now okay so we actually went back a couple of yeah so i'm just just trying to follow your scattered thoughts as you should well, Wait, I mean, do we want to save this? Because uh, we're also going to talk about our Draco Lich deep dive. Do we yes. want to save that for, for the last part of our podcast? Okay, that's fine. I okay. also, I just want to point out... We'll put a pin in that. Yeah, I want to I, I want to read one thing from the beginning of Death of a Dragon. They have the little things where, you know, Fizzband says stuff there in his journal or whatever. It says, when I go, this is talking about his death. When I go, I dream of passing my spirit into that with which I have had the most profound experiences. The first thing that comes to mind is a caramel treacle from the Foxy Duck Tavern. Yum. What? Uh, I just wanted to read I'm, that. I'm so glad you're giving me an excuse to talk about this. Let's. Do you want to talk about now? Or I want to talk like about all out? of his band memo type thing. It is pretty awful, in my opinion. Like, I... I no, I, I'll I'll, I'll I take the word pretty out of it, and I'll just go, it's awful. It's it's everywhere throughout yeah. this book. And it, it it's, you know, like, it. they've had these kind of, like, memo things, even, like, in, like, the monster. But those ones were more serious. They took the subject matter a bit more serious. Ever since 
Xanathars, I want to say. Like, they've been trying to put jokes. Like, they're trying to stuff as many jokes into these books as they can. And this is not, like, a, a comedy book. This is not a comedy role. And, you know, like, of course, you can have a couple of jokes here and there. I'm not trying to be like, no, you must be serious all the time. But these are constant like childish jokes even in tasha's was just like oh i'm better than everyone ha 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 and you know like xanathar's also is just like oh you're so stupid looking i am better than you it's just these constant petty jokes that don't really land it's it's kind of like how marvel movies try to shove as many jokes as they can instead of treating serious subjects seriously the the designers are too afraid to allow their audience to feel any other emotion except for light amounts of humor and it's just something that's been continuing to permeate throughout the book I just feel like they're taking the the subject matter too jokey in those memos and trying to be funny and clever, and a lot of it just falls. Yes, whimsical does not work for me. We're talking about dragons. Of it's course, a serious subject. I've just said all of that, and if you look on page forty-one, there is actually one that I appreciate, which is I've never met a creature I didn't love, but I have met a few I didn't want alive. Like that's not like a. trying to be cute it's i don't know maybe it is trying to be cute and i'm being a hypocrite but it's just too many jokes permeated throughout this book and it just felt like they were too scared to to be completely shall we get into the each type of dragons and then yeah let's let's go ahead and start looking at uh next chapter chapter five draco namicon and then chapter six which is the best um these take up the kind of the dragon's horde if you will of the um of the book uh, from pages 75 to 224. So you're looking at a good 150-ish pages of uh, stat blocks as well as layers. Um, as well as, well, in like chapter five is a lot of like it's layers for dragons as well mm-hmm. as kind of motivations and things of that nature for each kind of specific type of them. And it's an utter waste of space. I don't know <laughs> that it's, I, I wouldn't call it an utter waste of space. There's a lot of sections in here that I think could have been like cold. And then we could have had more player focused kind of things, you know, like we could have had more than seven dragon flavored spells. We could have had more than just, oh, here's a Drim Dragonborn suffering. Like they could have done a little bit more with that and reduced some of this needless fluff. Yeah. I mean, each dragon has a chart on personality traits, ideals, adventure hooks, connections. I'm like, who gives a shit? The... I think it can help people. I mean, at least like the connections like allows you to understand like who might populate this dragon. Horde. It's not just the dragon in its air. There are other creatures. Yeah, but you could put that as a blurb at the in the description of each of the dragons like they used to do in was that 3.5 where they would just say, you know, along with this creature you can find one to six whatever oh like yeah like even like the 4e monster manual it would say like encounter level like 16 or whatever Mm -hmm. and it would be like this monster two of this type of monster and then three of these monsters makes this type of encounter and yeah like i agree like that would have been freed up some space a little bit more interesting um this one's a little bit more flavored um because it gives you a reason why those monsters might be with that dragon though it's a little loose uh for different ones or like not really that exciting for other ones uh like a violet fairy dragon is the playmate and guardian of an amethyst <laughs> dragon worm yay like I, like I mean that's mm, um, it's cutesy 
And we already talked about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that's fine. I do like that um, there are maps for a lot of the dragon layers. Unfortunately, not all of them get maps for their layers. Yeah, I found that weird. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like showing favor to them, I guess. Like, all of the um, chromatic and metallic ones get a layer shown for them, I believe. The gem dragons get... Uh, a couple of them get layer maps. Um, and then the ones that don't actually, uh, several of the gym ones don't. And then like Moonstone Dragon, nope. Uh, Dragon Turtle doesn't get one. Ooh, don't, don't. Oh, we're not talking about Dragon Turtle? We're not. I refuse to speak about them. Really? Weird. You mean the fact where they make a joke about how Tiamat swears she didn't make them and Fizzban swears he didn't make them. So where did they come from? And it's just a bad joke to be bad fucking hate tur- tur- dragon turtles nope <laughs> oh you nope, just don't no, like no. dragon turtles because you feel like one is uh constantly hunting you through across our various campaigns yes oh okay and i'm sure it is because they always appear <laughs> anyways um uh, yeah i mean i think that the maps for the primary dragons the i guess we'll call them the classic dragons makes sense mm-hmm. um and I like them. I, I mean, would have had them all for the new ones because everyone's already killed right. a red dragon. And that's exactly what I was going to say. But I it guess was... everyone's killed a red dragon because everyone loves fighting. Or like that's like the iconic dragon. Well, yeah. They uh, love all creatures. They just don't want some of them alive. Uh, I mean. Yeah. They're all drawn by Dyson Goes. Uh, his maps are okay. I prefer Mike Sheely, who has done um, like Dyson Logos is kind of like a hatchwork maps. They're very simple. They kind of make me think of like old school D&D, AD, um, whereas like Mike Shelley is like the full color artwork, which I uh, I appreciate like Dyson Logos because I want to show these maps. I don't really, I don't have a strong interest in showing you a Dyson Logos map. Like this is like GM facing maps, not GM and player. Right. I mean, everybody loves maps. I mean, it's a big trendy thing. If you look on, you know, if you're on Reddit, I mean, everyone's drawing maps. Everybody loves maps. I get why they put them in there. I think they're good. I think they're a good starting point. Um, again, I would have reversed it. I wouldn't have put the layers in the map, you know, for the existing dragons. I would have done it for the new dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would have been a little more interesting that yeah. way, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, like, the deep dragon doesn't get it. That's a new dragon. I would have loved mm-hmm. to see what they envision for its layer. Gold dragon gets a map. All right. Well, we already know what gold dragon are. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of old news at this point, but I... I understand why they did it is because people are excited about the old classic dragons, not yeah. necessarily the new ones. So if you're going to put art there, then right. Right. No. And I understand that. I mean, it's just, I personally would have preferred it the other way around. There's yeah. And like this part of it, like I might use the maps for like inspiration, but there isn't a huge amount in this section that I'm going to go back to over and over. Oh, I just found out who Rhyme is. Uh, page 157, there's a short stat, uh, subsection about her. I forgot about that part of the book. Um, so, yeah, so, like, all right, so it's cool. It's you, fine. And, uh, you know, each of the layers, uh, you know, they have features. Weird. They call them features in one place. And then maybe a mistake. I'm gonna, I don't want to go anywhere near the dragon turtle. Uh, anyways. It can't hurt you. Yeah. It's just it's just in your imagination. It Chris. can. Oh, there's a, dra- a crystal dragon lair. Yeah, there's a couple of gym ones that get maps, but not all. Yeah. So, you know, they have features, which are nice for the maps. The thing I find odd is every dragon for the treasures, the only table you get are art objects. What? Yes, because I'm excited to carry around an oversized monocle custom made for the crystal dragon who thinks it looks stylish. What? 
Who gives a shit? Let's use it. Why? <laughs> Why? What? Who decided that was a great idea? I would have preferred to have seen like custom magic items for yes. each dragon that you might like. Like this magic item. While it's not in the magic item section, this magic item like is unique to that dragon. Yeah, or like something that you could harvest off of dragon. How many times um, do you hear players like, "Can we harvest something off of them?" Like, if I make a survival check, can I get like? a tooth and turn to a dagger like that would have been cool if you had done it something like instead of art object art objects instead it's what can you salvage from a dragon and what weird magic items could you make from Mm -hmm. them or what like if you gather up a bunch of scales how scales do you need or like to make armor yeah armor from them to make the dragon scale armor that i think is in the dungeon yeah you know everybody loves cutting things open after they're dead you know what can i pull out to make potions yeah what are ingredients for that would have been a more useful spot for that i don't the art objects are they're there yep they're stupid you know what let's uh jump over to the next chapter the bestiary or bestiary i'm gonna call it the bestiary i'm gonna call it the section that has the stuff the stat blocks in it yes this is my favorite section in any book is stat blocks Mm -hmm. um yeah uh, there's there's some interesting things and also we get to see the new direction that they're taking stat blocks in and so we can see kind of the new direction that they're taking stat blocks in like alignment now says typically neutral um Mm -hmm. i know for like uh uh, the the spoopy book i can't remember van richten's book like they had removed all alignments and now alignments are back and now they just put typically in front of them yeah i don't know i don't i i, eh. I think alignment's a part of the game that you have to keep we argue about this all the time i like assigning alignment to monsters but i also never felt like i was beholden to those but i feel like like from like online discussions a lot of people kind of felt beholden to it no well, that's players you know, know players like you know I'm playing a neutral character. Well, I should not do this because I'm... No, I mean, it is a... I don't know. It's basically an overarching philosophy on how you look at life, but every situation changes, and your alignment is flexible, can change through the game. You're Mm -hmm. doing a party that does good things. Well, maybe you're pure neutral. Maybe you're now neutral good. Oh, no. I don't know. It's going to be awful for the druid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... I do like the fact that the spell casting is all based in Uh Yeah, for the gym stone mm-hmm. dragons. Yeah, they're I do. all psionics. I, I like know. that. I, I want psionics to be a separate system. I know it's never going to happen. I know my my idea of what psionics should be like is like unique from like spells and magic because psionics is unique. It's not just, oh, I can cast with my mind i can cast spells with my mind it's you can use your mind to do different things that I other have people can't two copies of the one e dungeon master guide if you'd like to have your own unique system on it because it is a clusterfuck <laughs> of epic proportions <laughs> would you say you need psionics to understand psionics dude you have to read it if you have a chance i've read anyway. through it it's it's weird it's crazy i'm i said we're talking about 5e chris we're not talking about i know one e and it's bullshit yeah gygax was tripping balls when he wrote that anyways so i enjoy, I, I liked i thought that was neat um what draco hydra yeah right. and yeah like this section this chapter includes a lot of new stat blocks which i'm excited about now there i mean it's it's not going to be like a monster manual level um actually i think it's a little bit less than what was in volos i haven't counted the number of stat blocks but glancing at it it seems like there's less stat blocks here than what was in like mordekainen's tome of foes tomb of foes 
or Volo's Guide to Everything. They really like the word everything. Yeah, they do. Well, um, it's, it's close. It's not, it, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you're it's, right. It's not as much, but there's still a lot of stat blocks. Yeah, well, I mean, and I guess overall, it you could say that it's probably not as much because you get a separate stat block for each, you know, age of a dragon, mm-hmm. which is good, which you need, well, but you can make it a much easier build. Well, Except if you flip over to 168 with the Chromatic Great Worm, which is a single stat block that is to represent every single Chromatic Dragon as a Great Worm, which is a more powerful version than Ancient. It is just a, you choose the damage based off of the Ancient Dragon it's supposed to, or the Great Worm colored Dragon it's supposed to be, and you just use this one stat block for all of them, which I understand why they did it, but I think it also shows how ununique the dragon stat blocks are from each other and how they're all just kind of a pile of hit points that can breathe fire that's all that's special about them yeah i mean it's sort of like you could just say okay you know when you're this age you have this and when you age up you gain x y and z and just it could be a lot simpler it's again i think it's a little bit of filler um but i don't know it's just it's always been that way and i understand why they did it Um, Uh, it's for this edition, yeah. for 4E though, each dragon was very, very different from each other. They mm-hmm. all had kind of their own things. You couldn't just have a, this is what they all look like. This is how they all operate. Like, because they each had their own unique way of act interacting right. in it. Right. Now, you can say plenty of negative things about 4E. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But I feel like 4E really took the idea of stat blocks and reimagined what they could be. They are not just a sack of hits. They are not just a monster for the players to, to beat. They are living creatures that have their own moving. Well, that's because 4E was a throwback to 1E and 2E, and people didn't like it because it was complicated. I wouldn't go. I would not say that at all. Who wrote it again? Who was the the, gen, the genius mind behind 4E? Was, uh, it, was it Merle's? No, Mike Merle's wrote some of it, but no, yeah, he well, wasn't part of it. That was Well, he wasn't a major part of it. He had some influence, I think, because he's an old-time angry old Person. I mean, he was also on there for, I believe, 3, so... Yeah. Well, but then 3 I, was... I guess I'm really misunderstanding how you think 1E and 2E are... I think that 4E was trying to develop... It was trying to expand on the game where it had... To the point where it reminds me of 1E. There was just so much craziness. There was, it was so crunchy that... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, know, there, there was some... Cr- I mean... 5e has crunch so they just hide it behind yeah and, and then try to say it's a lightweight right but and i understand why they did that the appeal of 5e and the reason uh and has exploded is 5e is been simplified so the masses can play that and i am so happy they did it i mean the masses can play 3e and 4e i i think people... yeah but you have to spend more time because your generation's lazy there's I, number two okay thank you for that i don't know i i, I think people think other people are not as intelligent as they actually are because everyone's like well like we need the champion fighter because how else will newbies know how to play this game it's like no no newbies never go like i'm just gonna play a fighter like newbies are always like "Ooh, i want to be a wizard i want to i want to like cast spells i want to do things i can't do with my normal body like and of course there are that's why everybody plays a monk There, there are people who play fighters. Like when my first character was a fighter, um, who I tried to get killed multiple times, never happened. I should just tell the GM I'm not feeling it because it's boring. Mm-hmm. But you know, like it's it's people are not as incompetent or whatever. It's more or less up to their teacher how much they're going to be able to. And 
I hope how I'm trying. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not explaining it right. And I understand what you're saying. People aren't stupid. People, in, I mean, if you're going to play the game, you want to kind of dive in, especially players. They're going to want to see what cool cool stuff they can do, right? Mm. So that's going to require some reading and some crunch. I get it. Um, but the game has transitioned from a combat-based game, which requires yeah, a lot more dungeon crunch. dungeon diving. Right. Combat. And requires you to do more rolling, do a lot more, like I said, crunchy things. First now where it's role play. So yeah, you have encounters and it's, combat but it's not I, as prevalent so you just don't need as much information you know i, I mean I, it's role-playing it's acting and i enjoy it i well, no, really that's like what it people are trying to shove onto 5e is a more mm. narrative system it's not a narrative system at all there are no rules for social encounters it's just hey here's some dcs you can roll a persuasion check and if you hit the dc you get to persuade them to your side Thank and you, then here's <laughs> pages of combat. Here's all the special abilities your character gets that are largely combat focused. It is still a very combat centric game, but people are trying to turn it into a more narrative focused game, which is actually, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, 5.5 or 6 or whatever you want to call it that's coming up. D&D next next. Um, I wonder <laughs> if they're going to be offering more narrative focused tools to gms or more social abilities to players uh along with a set of like social encounter rules that people can you try and beef up that part of the system because right now it's incredibly lacking well you don't you don't think that the giving them personality traits and ideals plays into the role-playing aspect of it no i mean there's always been role-playing in this game i'm not trying to deny that but you're the role-playing exists alongside the combat that has nothing to do with it being a narrative focused game a narrative focused game has element has rules and mechanics for the narrative like there's an rpg i can't remember what it is but like the way you push the narrative forward is yeah. you have a deck of like uh, I think like tarot cards and you throw yeah, that out there. That game? I know what you're talking about. No, that yeah, it's from yeah. like the '90s, and then like the GM then takes that narrative uh, card and then explains how it works into the system, mm-hmm. like or how it works into the narrative that you are forming the table. And so Five E has nothing that fo- that pushes the narrative except for the mm. players, and yeah. it has no mechanics to help push that. Uh, well, uh, sure. I, th- I think we're we're you, we're using different words. Um, like in my mind, narrative focused game means that there are mechanics to help push forward the narrative. That there are uh, like the system is built more storytelling. Whereas you're saying like role playing has been a part of it. Role playing doesn't really require role playing doesn't require any roles. Role playing is what a player feels like acting up in a game. What how how they present to be as actor. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know, but I have the better word. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, anyways. I mean, yeah, going back to the... Let's go back to the... The best bestiary. So, draconians as monsters? Hey, draconians are from... Oh, uh, Dragonlance. I'm excited to see Draconians. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see a little bit more Dragonlance stuff. Maybe. Maybe. We'll get a, a oh Dragonlance God. campaign setting. Go. Probably not going to happen because a lot of people find it a generic boring system. But that's yeah. okay. I love Dragon. So it's... Fuck it'll... them. Greyhawk. <laughs> Greyhawk. It's never going to happen, dude. Uh, but what do we... We both want... The one The one that we both want, and I think we can agree on, is Spelljammer. Yes. Yes. I would love for Spelljammers or a book entirely focused on like the monsters and lore of the Feywild or the monsters and lore of the Shadowfell. I mean, we got the one adventure mm. for like Witch Light by the Fireplace, something, something, something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wasting my money on that book. Um, um, and also, like, we have Van Richten's Domains of Dreads, and technically the Domains of Dread exist within the Shadowfell, but like, 
it's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some... You're looking for the 3.5 books that, you know, everything has a book. And there's a book on favor and a total book on favor. It's like 150 pages. Yeah, well, I, I'm i looking for the 4E, like... Or actually, I mean, this book appeared everywhere. The Manual of Planes appeared in every mm-hmm. single edition. I'm looking for... Um, well, you basically wrote a Manual of Planes on the site. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, 4E also had, like, a um, Gloomrot and the City Beyond. Or, no, uh, Gloomrot and... The City of Gloomrot and the Shadowfell Beyond, which is all about the Shadowfell with a focus on the Gloomrot City. Uh-huh. But I would love something for, like, the City of Brass located in Lane Fires. I would love for something... Uh, Feywild, there's... Um, well, you wrote it all about Solentria. it, so... I think is a city in Feywild. I can't pronounce it correctly because I don't speak gibberish that well. But like that's what I'm looking for. All right. Again, another tangent. Uh, Dragon Blood Ooze. No, I'm not down with that. Kind of neat, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot of neat creatures. You know, Golem. Hey, the Dragonbone Golems back. I I like them. They're from I think 4E. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the dragon, the dragonborn of uh, Tiamat, and so on and so forth. Each one has one. I mean, I think that's neat. But what I don't get is all of a sudden they add a third dragon. Um, uh, what page? He's it's a uh, let's see, one eighty four Sardor. He lives within every gem dragon. It's oh, like, I guess this is the divine mm-hmm. god of gem dragon. I mean, well, we yeah, got Tiamat, which is uh, chromatic, and we got Bahamut, which is chromatic. So we need the gem dragon nonsense. Yeah, but he doesn't appear really anywhere else. Well, and he's found. also not technically a god anymore because he's there's only Bahamut. And t- yeah, that, that, I find that strange. Actually, I think it's because they were like Sardir got destroyed in the first world. Or something, yeah, then which there's, is why there's followers, the Dragonelle, which is kind of stupid. Just make the wyvern a little better or maybe i don't know it's meh i would have liked a relook at the drake from yes. the past editions um like the drakes in 5e are wingless kind of more lizard monster than anything else yeah. whereas the drakes from past editions were like mini dragons or or maybe more like uh wyvern or yeah. wyverns or whatever however you want to pronounce it like they were they were I don't know. They felt more dragon-like, whereas these ones are like, oh, they're guard dogs. Yeah, they're iguanas. They're big-ass iguanas. <laughs> Komodo dragons. Yes. Um, uh, and then there's dragon turtle. Um, mm-hmm, whatever. That's such bullshit. They're fucking turtles. Uh, although in the artwork for that one on 192 is terrifying. It's like, I think that's probably the best art in the entire book. It reminds me of Godzilla movies, and uh... yeah, none of that's good. Oh no, that's uh, I thought that was... no, they did use the artwork from Tomb of Annihilation, uh, Dragon Turtle. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, uh, there's some cool things. Actually, while we're talking about stat blocks or mm-hmm. uh, the artwork for stat blocks, a lot of the art is great, except for the gym dragons. I hate the gym dragon artwork. It is, it is kind of weirdly proportioned. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to the artist. Like you're obviously talented, but I can't. Damn, what some of these gym dragons look like i'm going to flip quickly over to uh if you look at page 172 with the crystal dragon and the uh some of the dragon artwork will be in the show notes yep um if you look at like the crystal dragon it has some sort of weird gullet bulge on its throat like a frog it's grotesque um there's amethyst dragon um 162 uh, it looks normally proportioned, kind of looks like Godzilla a little bit, except its tail is weirdly flat, fat, and kind of gross. It kind of looks like something's wrong with it. Yeah. Like it got like stepped on by like a huge Godzilla creature and it just kind of I, I like, like that. I like most of the art in the book. I mean, like there's always going to be weird stuff. I mean, if you yeah. go to 207, the Lion Drake. 
I, what? Uh, number one, <laughs> I got an issue with the creature. Number two, the picture is like, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not... I don't actually know anything about the line drug. I don't know if it appeared in earlier editions, but nah, it's definitely I, a a choice. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it at all. Um, you know, and honestly, the the dragon stat blocks are good, but I actually like the the stat blocks for the weird, like the the things that are non dragon. The horde mimic, cool. Throw that in the horde. You know, the, the players are like, yeah, oh yay, we killed the dragon. Yeah, it's not over yet. Um, Scarab, you know, there's the dragon followers. There's, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different things I think that are that are cool. Yeah, and I should say, like, the Emerald Dragon looks cool. Actually, my favorite uh, piece of artwork in this is 194, the Elder Brain Dragon. I don't know. I guess I just like weird, creepy shit, but, like, that one is fantastic. It's basically just a dragon that's been overtaken by an Elder Brain, and so it's, like, this grotesque mind flayer uh, Lovecraftian. Alright, I should have known that one. Well, I'm very simple. I see Lovecraftian horror. I Yeah, so... All right, so in a that, that's that's a good hour of talking about the book with just a few tangents. But let's talk about what the book's missing, which annoys I think both of us a lot. The Draco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If and... the dragon turtle's gonna get one, yes, I get it. It's not. Is it a dragon? Is it a dragon combined with a lich? Hence the name. Yeah. How about dragon turtle? It's a fucking turtle combined with a dragon. Yet it gets all this love. That's bullshit. Yes, there's three new undead dragons. I don't care about a ghost dragon. Wow. Anyways. I mean, I agree. Like, well, the Draco Lich in this edition has just been narrated down to a template that you throw onto a dragon. Mm-hmm. It's a little sad. Um, and, uh, I mean, we just did a deep dive on the Draco Lich, which was a fun kind of look through its history. It is it's actually really uh, a little bit more of an interesting monster than than I originally thought it was going to be. When, when it got one, I was like, ah... Yeah, you're like, yeah. Why are we doing a dead dragon Chris. before we do a red dragon? Why didn't we already talk about liches? But like, yeah, like the dra- Draco Lich was a more interesting creature. Um, I understand why they had it as a template for this edition because it makes the most sense because it can be any type of dragon. But yeah, it, it would have been cool if we would have seen like an uh, an elder Draco Lich kind of like wizard, but like divorce it from any other of the like chromatic or metallic dragon stat blocks and just give it its own unique ability. Yeah. I mean, you could actually, I mean, if you wanted to, again, I understand, like you said, why they did it as a template, but they have fucking stat blocks for all this other craziness. Why not add it on as a Draco Lich red dragon then? You know, if you're just in doing that and give it unique abilities for the Draco Lich, but incorporate spells or whatever and add new spells and like they do for all the other ages of a dragon. You know, I mean, it could just be an optional snap block. Not every dragon's going to say, hey, you know what? I don't want to die. I'm going to become a Draculich or I'm going to go through some crazy process of hiding my soul in a gem. Uh, sure. But everything else gets, uh, you know, their own snap block. So why not? There's some, you could do some cool stuff with it. You think maybe the Draculich just didn't hit the cool factor enough throughout the edition which is kind of yeah well according to our patreon poll it was pretty popular i got a lot more votes than votes than the next thing in line that might have been what i put in there but hey i i don't know Uh, the the draco h is a cool creature um i always like undead creatures i like aberration that type stuff well you had one in uh, our first campaign right in the yeah, yeah, there was a partial Draco Lich. Yeah, he had a cult of worshipping kobolds. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. You know, without uh, 
talking more about the book like what are your final thoughts on it? do you think this is a good book for for players for dms do you think this is a book everyone should go out and get what's going through your mind i would ask for it for christmas but i wouldn't spend my money on it for 50 bucks eh, maybe not but you know i'd be like yeah i'd like it so christmas gift yeah. you know I, I think that it has some cool stuff in it uh but the price point doesn't justify what you get so for players i would just tell them go on dnd beyond even if you don't normally use dnd beyond yep. if there really is something you want there just like buy it there spend a couple of bucks grab that one thing you want there's mm-hmm. no point in you buying this entire book it's you're going to use nine to 15 pages of it if that's the rest of it it's going to be dm facing and really i i don't really feel like should be player knowledge because a lot of it's like stat blocks or things you might find in a right. layer that's may never come up. It, are it, you saying that players metagame? What, what are you? What? 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 No, yeah. I would never, Chris. <laughs> but DMs, um, I can I can more likely say get it, but only, only if you really love dragons and want to incorporate them more into your campaigns. And yeah, I don't know. I again, I would just say go on D and D Beyond and buy the stat blocks and not not buy this book unless you are really wanting to do a lot of work with dragon like if you're doing a campaign focused entirely on like dragon hunting or being dragon slayers or your world like your campaign uh setting is very uh influenced by dragons then yeah this might be a book worth uh picking up but i can't i can't really like good conscience be like yeah every gm like mm-hmm. who wants to run a dragon encounter or something should pick up this book because a lot of it's just not really information you ever yeah. need like i'm not gonna use 75 80% of what's in here just cuz I don't care for their direction with the lore just as I don't really need to know what art objects are in an emerald young <laughs> emerald wormling dragon's lair because I know my table's not going to care about a hogshead filled with water yeah, like that, that that's that just... monocle is pretty badass though oh yeah that, that monocle that only is sized for that dragon and no one else can use it yeah i mean you at least could sell it for 100 gold if that mm-hmm. and so yeah if you are really diehard for dragons, love dragons, and really want to incorporate them as much as possible in your campaign, yeah, this might be a good book for you. If you're just like, I'm just interested in some new stat blocks, I can throw, just go on D&D Beyond and buy them there. Even if you never use that resource, like, it's cheaper if you just spend, I think, like, 10 or 15 bucks on the stat blocks, yeah. and then you don't have to worry about it. Yep. feel kind of the same way I feel about Volos or a, you know... I mean, at least Volos was half a bestiary, and I love that part of it. Right, and that's kind of how I feel about this book. I wish that they would just, if they want to do, they should split it into two. Do a lore book. If you want to do Volos and all that kind of stuff in there, do a book on that, and then just give us a monster manual too. And put all the monsters that they've been putting in all the other books and combine it into one book so I don't have to spend money I mean, on three or four different I books. I would love a second monster manual. You're a preacher of the choir for me. I would, I would, uh, well, um. I mean, what, three had Jeremy had Crawford, five? if you need someone dead, just let me know. And I'll, I'll yeah. you know my price. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, every other edition had at least two. Yeah. I mean. Like one, he had a monster, monster manual, manual one, a monster manual two, and a fiend folio. Yeah, that was great. I mean, I mean, three, like I said, had five. Uh, plus fiend folio, plus like monsters mm-hmm. of favor, and plus monsters of uh something else, and blah blah blah, like monsters of destiny or whatever. Um, yeah. and I'll be honest, it feels like they're gouging. Well, a little bit to put different, and I get why they do it. It's not gouging. It's they are giving you a setting kind of situation and then adding monsters to it 
Mm-hmm. So there are it is specific to what they're providing with you, but I don't care. Give me a monster manual too. Take all the take all these monsters. Take all the fucking crazy monsters from before and make them into 5e. That would be awesome. They're trying to make a bind that satisfies players and DMs that makes them both want to buy it because it's better to sell five books at a table than just one book to the DM. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to appeal to everyone at the table to I get don't feel like they're everyone doing it. to buy their own. Well, they definitely, in my opinion, fell flat with fizz bands. Like, they're probably not going to pick this book up again because... While I love dragons, I don't really need the information they provided for dragons. Yep, I agree. Um, now, I mean, if a dragon shows up in a deep dive that we're going to do in the future, of course, like I'll pick it up. But I'm probably not going to be flipping through this book for inspiration for an adventure or anything like that. Or personality trait for a warmer. Yeah, I, it, it's just kind of like the sad thing about it. It's while I love lore, I love stamp blocks, that type of stuff. It's just a bit too much fluff. Yeah. Um, like it, it's too whimsical for you. Yeah, even like thirty bucks on D and D Beyond for the source book, like the compendium to get everything. Even that, I'm just like, I'd rather just buy the stat blocks and be done yeah. with and, it. And again, it, I'll stick with what I said before. It's yeah. it's not a bad book. I wouldn't spend the money on it if someone gave it to me. Great. Yeah. If Dumpstat pays for it, like they did, <laughs> great. Yes. Which again, thank you to the patrons for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but and 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 that's not me trying to like go up against you know fifty dollars for a Dungeons and Dragons book like that's fine I'm happy to spend that much money. um this just isn't the book you would spend it on no I wouldn't I I think game designers should be paid well actually I think they're paid Un- they're underpaid yeah they're they're very underpaid um and like I mean when you look at board games like they've exploded in price and mm-hmm. people still buy board and we should be able to recognize the value put in these books now this book unfortunately just hit that value dollar for me but there might be DMs who love flipping through those pages and reading all about the weird artwork yeah. you might find in a dragon horde and be like this is great i'm going to use every single inch of this but that's just no i agree with it yeah this this is not the book that if i had a choice and i had the 50 dollars to spend on a book i'd get a different book i wouldn't get this if i was sitting there and i was like oh i had an option of three books i'd probably pick the other two before this one it's that's me other people would be like why the hell would i want a book on why would i want tasha's i don't care about the new system that they're using on, you know, racial bonuses. I'd rather have this because I love dragons. Yeah. Cool. And, like, if, if there is, like, a Draconomicon, like, I would recommend, I would tell you to either look at 3E or the 3E Draconomicons. The th- um, I love the 3E one. Yeah, yeah that, you like the 3E one the best. I, I like the 2 for 4E the best because I think they have some really cool ideas. Like, maybe not the entire book is worth a read-through, but there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of awesome ideas in there. And yeah. also, you can steal monster abilities from 4e shove them into a 5e stat block yeah. adjust the damage a little bit and you're good to go there. yeah it is it is much more you can uh you can definitely it's compatible yeah. it's it's much more much closer to being compatible yeah so if, if you are interested in those older draconomicons um i believe they're available on dean's guild um yeah yeah so I, not I bad mean, but not great if you give it a, a one out of five what, what, what would you three okay two and a half three okay three i'll give it a solid three Wow, I'm not. I don't even think I'm that generous. I was going to say like, well, stat. I guess three. Yeah, six out of ten. Combine our yeah. scores together. Six out of ten. Yeah, 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 I could see that. I mean, just because it doesn't work for me so much doesn't mean that it's not a good book. It's just not like you said. It's just not a fit for me. Chris, uh, that that brings us to this. Uh, the end of this episode. Um, yep. Our next one will be out in December. Uh, if you guys have any uh, topics you'd like us to discuss about, um, I know there's a new D book for Strixhaven, Strixhaven coming out. Uh, I'm not sure when the release date is on that one, but um, let me look it up. 
No, edit this part out. Uh, actually, the Strixhaven book is coming out December 7th, so that might be something oh, really? that we look at uh, for next episode. Um, I don't know if you have any interest yeah. looking I don't really have a clue what it's about. I haven't read any of the okay. Uh It's from the Multiverse of Magic the Gathering. Um, oh, maybe not, but okay. <laughs> well, um, Have you ever played Magic? I mean, I've played it. I have not, mostly because I'm not uh i don't ha- i don't have yeah no shit um again the boy got into it for a little bit and i've played it before but i'm like this it's it's overwhelming um so yeah we can take a look at i it. mean if, if that's something you guys are interested in looking you know let us know in the comments message us on discord join the dumpstat discord join our twitter all that fun stuff there will be links in the show notes mm-hmm. yeah. and uh our uh, i don't know i was gonna say we but let's be realistic so there have been requests for putting it on youtube yeah, uh, I'm going to figure something out. YouTube, like, I just don't want to put our logo and then just mm-hmm. our audio next hour. Yeah, no. I don't know. Uh, YouTube. Uh, it, if it's going on YouTube, it'll take maybe longer than it will for the yeah. podcast. But we'll, we'll see. And that brings us to uh, something else. We're trying a new uh, microphone setup. So if... Uh, <laughs> if there's no podcast, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you, uh, Chris, I'm going to leave you here. Well, I guess not really because I'm still in your house. Yeah, but yeah, get out.